0: Yeah, just say, all right, well, can I just have some footage
1: of me in a suit of armor (laughs) by the (laughs) cornet?
0: Hello, and welcome. I'm Steve.
1: I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour.
2: And I wait. What? What
0: is that from?
2: It's always space. Uh, oh, yeah, use the okay. side door, you know, that way Lumber Fuck. doesn't see me. <laughs> oh, let's <Bomb>. be really <laughs> real here.
0: Fuck. All right, yeah, I'll uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get that one. That's on me. Hello, and welcome. I'm Steve,
2: and I'll do it again, <laughs> and I'm also here.
0: And this is Fools with Souls, a podcast for the seasonal swiller. So, Al What's uh, a Swiller again? It's uh it is someone that weaves oak. They cut oak into strips and then they weave it. Like Lorna from Lorna Weaves Oak. Very nice. Okay. Uh, but
2: you know, swillows are non migratory Full stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I was trying to think of some sort of square <laughs> sausage joke for the long end,
0: but uh, Brett beat me to it. <laughs> uh, I, the only downside is the fact that everyone listening to this cat couldn't see our faces <laughs> after <Brent's> benefit. <laughs> everyone going like,
1: surely oh, that's oh. an upside.
0: Well, yeah, um, yeah. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Al, uh,
1: I have been possibly having the busiest week of my life. Um, I've been up at like four every morning, mainly because I normally am up at four every morning. But now I've actually got something I can do at four in the morning. Um, And I have been hand-making a suit of armor from scratch. Yay! um, Which is a lot more... I I know it doesn't... I know it already sounds intensive, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a lot more intensive than you thought it would sound um, because there's so many steps. So, like, there's no, um, there's no template for it. It's not like a generic, like medieval suit of armor.
0: Template out of uh, cardboard.
1: Yeah, but it it didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) There is now, but it's incredibly (laughs) time consuming Um, because I can draw a two dimensional figure and map it to my body, which is what I've done. But then to extrapolate that into three D is fucking hard work. Um And I kind, I've i kind of, I don't know if this is a thing, but I've kind of like coined it as two and a half D, where it's essentially just like <laughs> a, a 2D object, like extrapolated out. So yeah. there's no... Extruded there's no, out. Extruded, there you go. That's the word. Someone's been practicing their CAD. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I can take a 2D object and I can extrude it out. Or conversely, I can take a 2D object and I can revolve or rotate it. So you know, yeah. I know I know how cylinders work, and I know how to an extent. How do cylinders work? Um, filled with beer, and and to an extent, <laughs> I know how cones work. You know, like I can I can get my head around that shit. <laughs> well, I can't get my head around these compound curves. So, like, I'd say it's not. I'd say it's not an exact science, but it literally is an exact science. But I just don't know how to calculate those sort of things just from a two D drawing. Um. So there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of cutting card, putting it onto Bruce, reshaping it, putting it back, folding the card, you know, cutting, like, the little, like, um, I don't know what the word is, but, like, sort of slotted fans into the card so you can fold it round. So obviously Mm -hmm. card doesn't bend like uh, metal will eventually. It only bends in two dimensions. So it's it's a fucking hard work, basically. Um, But I got to the point where I can map it all out. The reverse process is even harder because now you're taking a 3D object and you're trying to bring it back to 2D to cut it out of steel, uh, out Mm. of metal. Yeah. So you're kind of reversing the thing you've just done. So I've just made a 3D object. Now I want the 2D plan of it, Um, which again is fine for things like cylinders and curves, but it's not fine for like 3D objects with compound curves because the bit that's curved is the bit that is stretched metal. So you can't... You can't calculate how how much you've stretched it. So it's like the more I've done this, it's more like blacksmithing. Yeah. And all the time I'm thinking about everything you've taught me about, like, you know, if you hit this much, it's going to double in length. You know, so if if you're drawing out a taper, you need to calculate like the thickness of the material and how far you want to draw it and the, the, you know, the width of the taper and stuff. That's essentially what I'm doing, but with like 1.2 mil cheap metal <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and it's it's mostly guesswork but the more i do it the more i understand like oh shit yeah that bit is the bit that i've actually stretched out and that's you know i'm, I'm thinking yeah. of it all you always use the plasticine analogy with blacksmithing yeah. and having watched jim parkin every day for the past <laughs> three weeks um i've just got plasticine on the brain and it's just like a big sheet of thin plasticine yeah and i'm just thinking about the, the bits that I, I stretch out and i pull out and then the hardest part is actually the shrinking. Yeah. So basically upsetting. Yeah. Which again, like in smithing is an easy concept to get your head around, but <laughs> trying to, trying to upset a sheet. Yeah. Sheet is, sheet
0: metal work is so shrink
1: Shrinking sheet metal is so counterintuitive. It's like, if I hit this with a hammer, it will shrink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm getting, I'm slowly getting there, but it's just so time consuming. Um, and then there's all the processes in between. So like, Cutting the metal, shaping the metal, filing the metal, deburring the metal, um, even just things like plotting every piece on a sheet to get the most out of it. Yeah. I'm trying to be like as economical as possible. <laughs> 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 um, and it's yeah, it's it's so much fun. But like, I've, yeah, I've never been so busy. Um, yeah, and I've never been so covered in aluminium particles. <laughs> if only it, aluminium was fucking magnetic, this would be so yeah. much easier. Because mm, yeah. I could just pick the shit up, but no, it's just like <laughs> kind of sharp, sticky sawdust. Yeah, it's like sand, <laughs> but worse. It's it's like sand. It gets everywhere. Gets it
0: it it
2: everywhere. <laughs> it's so of course,
0: cool. uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing uh, how you get on with this because. Um oh, good, it will be worth it then if you're yeah. quite looking forward to seeing
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth having to tell years. you <laughs> 15 <laughs> ways that you could have done it better because oh, why black didn't you just use your do machine? <laughs> why didn't you just have a tinsmith's why didn't mandrel? you just weld the like, pieces deal?
0: together
1: instead of why didn't you just cut it and weld it? Because I don't have it.
2: That's you, Steve. That's how you sound, That's how you sound. Actually, and for I for don't that. have an AC as we say yeah relevant, you,
0: you're the one with the tick welder
2: yeah but it's not um, ac so you can't do oh, okay. it
0: yeah right. i didn't know that <laughs> um but no, i'm you actually I'm, it,
1: a... but it won't be structural
0: <laughs> i'm looking forward to it because uh i'm gonna have to do a load of um cheap metal shit with the truck and it's not Ooh. something that i i've got much experience with. it's basically
1: like car fab yeah yeah yeah, like yeah everything yeah. i'm doing is like what people use for uh, cheap, like body body repairs and shit.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. As I was going to say, like you should probably speak to someone like Chris Cash, who used to do stuff like that. I'd um... rather <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, or or check out some of those sort of videos. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you get around some of those problems because I know from experience, sheet metal work is a complete shit and it's horrible to do, mm. but.
1: It's also yeah. without, without kind of like the welding aspect of things. You can't go back. Yeah. It's really hard to then like undo stretching yeah. out sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's not an endless supply of it. I've got like two sheets, two four by eight sheets. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I've got to work with to make an entire suit of armor.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is like so far is like 60, 60 plates. Yeah. That's that's I'm counting.
0: (laughs) How how much have you got left now? Uh, Enough. Okay. As
1: long as I don't fuck up, I've got enough.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to?
2: I have been, uh, I guess, since last we chatted, I spent a couple of days, excuse me, in the workshop because I need to get the interior sorted out. So, I got uh, some plywood hung up on the walls, and uh, similar to what Al's dealing with in terms of material, I'm scrimping. Obviously, <laughs> like, I, I I am so aware of how much things cost now because it's there's there's just. Dude, I feel you. The, the shack <laughs> was built. The shack was literally
1: built around what I could afford and the lengths of wood and how much it costs per like, yeah, you know, exactly. and it, tot- it dictated everything.
2: Well, yeah, because if there was obviously, if there was like an endless supply of, of money or, or materials to work with on this thing, you'd be like, Oh, I'll just cover everything in three quarter inch plywood and insulate everything. And it'll be you great. Mean like whatever. every YouTube video ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I'm just get there's a supply of really beautiful, expensive $90 birch plywood. I'm just going to. buy yeah.
2: everything. <clears throat> yeah. So I bought, I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, so the, the little work shack, I I can't steal Hack Shack. It's the cap it's the captain's quarters, right? Chip shop 2.0. It's 12 panels of four x eight sheet good, right? That's what that's what wraps the outside of it. So technically the inside is the same, right? It's the reverse side. I looked at twelve sheets of you know, the cheapest plywood that I can get. And I was like, okay, plywood has gone up since six months ago when I was buying it for Jimmy. It's like 35 times 12 is way too much goddamn money. And I've already spent enough trying to get the exterior done. And I bought a lot of that stuff through the Facebook marketplace people that were down the street. And it's a bunch of like, you know, used lumber and stuff that was sitting on the ground. So uh, turns out I, when I got the cabin, um, the people that lived there, that were growing weed, had purchased <laughs> some like half-inch plywood. So you know, structurally not great, <laughs> but it was sheet good, and it was a half-inch thick. And so what I ended up doing was getting four sheets of the absolute cheapest plywood that's not even considered like their their graded plywood. It, yeah, it's just I like, can't remember what the rating it is on it, but there's like knot holes everywhere, like shoring stuff. ply, just like the, yeah. the cheapest thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I got four sheets of that because I I justified that and then was like, well, if I do four sheets in that and then I'm just going to plunder whatever's on the property because there's just like a couple piles of stuff that looks like it's broken, but maybe there's a good sheet underneath there. So I found just enough, just enough of these sheets that they had made this like crappy fence with at their place. So... One side they buried in the ground, I guess, along with some posts. So, one edge is about eight inches of completely unusable stuff because it's got like dry rot going through it. Yeah. So, cutting all of that off and then offsetting and stacking to where everything's doubled up. So, I have three quarter inch decent plywood and then two sheets of this stuff that yeah. I like <laughs> pulled out of the ground. Um, and it, fucking works (laughs) and i'm exactly like it you know what purpose am i trying to serve it's like i need to get i need to skin the walls they there's studs in them if i'm gonna hang anything from them, you know i go into the stud so really it's just about covering the walls felt good about that and i started the process of putting i put two little vents in two of the panels on the side uh which was neat you know it was like taking a skill saw and just going, right. I hung these panels and I did a decent job. Now I'm going to cut a hole in them with the <laughs> circular saw. I hope I don't screw this up. Uh, and instantly after, after the day that I did the cheapest insulation that I could find and putting some panels up and then putting those vents in, I have a little Ryobi infrared temperature gauge. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I walked to the outside of the building and like pointed the gun at it. It was like, right, 120 degrees. Sweet Jesus. And I walk inside and I point the laser at it and it says 90. And I was like, oh. 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 <laughs> so we're on a good track. And I know that if I do the airflow I was gonna say, is there something is there something smart you can do with airflow
1: where you can like get uh, like almost yeah, like a chimney so kind of thing going on or something? The
2: little turbine, the little spinny turbines. Mm. Um if I have the, I ended up talking to a handful of people about it because there were there were some people in the comment section being like, "It's going to be super hot." I'm like, yes, I am aware of that. Um, <laughs> I am in the desert. Yeah, there is a very <laughs> steady wind that comes from a single direction. That's why I oriented the shop the way that I did. So the like short wall catches a lot of the breeze, and actually over that sixteen foot span, if you walk to the opposite wall it's like 10 or 15 degrees cooler Fahrenheit American. So if I could put an airflow situation in there, I need, if I'm going to work on the coal forge, I need to put a chimney situation or a flu situation in a hood. And Lars Auckland was actually the one that was like, Oh, what if you made like a secondary gate on, on like the, the chimney flue or whatever to where when you're not running the forge, you open it up and it's just, the high heat going out of the ceiling and just goes through there, you know, like a little gate that opens up. And then when you're running the forge, it's going to be hot as shit in there anyway. So you just close the gate and then it's pulling directly from the forge hood. So I think I'm going to try and attack that, but as part of like the forge build out. So for the time being, like my focus is really on skinning the walls, getting a general sense of storage and shelving, you know, nothing too complicated, but, then it's going to be like, I need a low profile, like small workbench, like hack bench size, you know, and <clears throat> set the forge up and try and keep it minimal and, and not taking up a bunch of the space. And just a few smaller projects, I guess, to follow up with this one uh, that are necessary. But also, I think there's unique approaches to each one of those. So right now, like, focus on the interior of the shop. Get the shop done. Then... I'm excited because I should be able to work in the shop and have all my stuff there. And actually like it would be the first time that I build something in the shop, whatever that next project is. So I'm excited for that. Um, And then on top of that, I'm working on a project with Ben for a like job site, job box, big old steel box with trying to keep things very simple and only using I've effectively only used two tools, which is the Forney welder, the Amazon welder and an angle grinder with like two or three different attachments and getting the job done, which Thanks. has been a bit trying. <laughs> because it's, it's large. And the idea is to not use a bunch of really expensive tools and, and keep it manageable for people given <laughs> it was, uh, pretty quick, that he, he got some of those mag switch uh magnets. Oh, yeah. like Corner brackets. Have you seen those where you, you, you twist them on and off? Yeah. 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 So he got those and he was like, you know, you should use those. And I was like, I will absolutely use those because they <laughs> are amazing. And it's really funny. You know, you get the little red triangle magnets that I'm sure yeah. you guys have yep. or have seen. And you like put that in a corner to try 92 pieces of steel, but each piece is of piece of steel weighs like 45 pounds <laughs> so it doesn't want to move at all and the magnet will effectively come off before you know you move the steel around you take the mag switch things and you may have you know a couple centimeters gap and then you turn it on and it just goes <laughs> <laughs> S- sucks it into place nice so that was fun i've never actually gotten to use those before so uh thanks ben for getting sponsored <laughs> <laughs> but that's Yeah, just trying to keep cruising on projects and the weather's, you know, obviously warm, but it's nice out and I feel feel good about things. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, Well, the weather at the moment
0: is not warm. The weather here is
2: wet. Wet and miserable and
0: bleh. (laughs) But uh, I have this week mostly, this week I have been mostly uh, sat at my desk. Um, I spent a couple of days doing admin work for different things, including uh, spending far too much time getting uh, all of the shows up to date. Um, So the the website is all there with all the links on and everything now. Um, And doing a load of other uh, admin bits, getting all the Schools for Fools stuff sorted, getting everyone up to date on what's happening with that um and getting the videos uploaded we're now aside from a couple of videos that still need uploading uh, the first two weeks of classes are all uh up ready to be um watched by people that want to catch up um and the rest of them should be going up later today um which is good because it means that now we're kind of pretty much caught up and we can do it as we're going through so uh because we changed the way that we're recording them um i'm able to just uh within a few minutes of the class finishing i should be able to get the videos um up and online providing i've got time to do it sort of thing um so that's good uh and what else have i been doing uh we did a, a live stream in the workshop yesterday um which was yes, first time we've done yes uh it's the first time we've done anything uh like that um but it, it was kind of like a, a bit of a tribute to um to make a central uh because obviously that was supposed to be on this weekend and lots of people that wanted to be there couldn't be there and uh for us it's a, it's a good festival for us to do because um there's lots of interaction with uh, the demos and uh, have a go sessions and everything else. So it was uh, just kind of our way of of sharing our, our collective sorrow that the event's not running. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it seemed to go really well. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. Uh, we just did some uh, nail making demos and I think it was a, a laminate um, demonstration that we did as well. And. Um, and yeah, it was it was good fun. Um, I think we might end up doing a few more of them through Alex's uh, Instagram um, over the next few weeks, just as a kind of basically just a way of us stopping ourselves from going insane with boredom. Um, but it was nice to be back in the workshop, even if I was just manning the camera. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was good. Uh, we launched the forge youtube channel today as well uh today being sunday um so that was good uh we got uh, a little bit of love on that already so that's also nice it was weird because it's the first time i've ever felt any kind of nerves putting a video out because it wasn't like it was just one of my videos and it was just a case of uh, I've spent two hours editing this now. I just want to get it up. It was more... <laughs> I've spent weeks going back and forth with Alex getting... And the thing is, most of the edit, like all, well, in fact, all of the edit and the, like, the colour correction and, and getting things tweaked nicely is all me. The only back and forth that I've had to do with Al is the fact that he didn't like the sound of his own voice. Um,
1: okay, I can imagine any of the things that you would be judging in a video is what Al would be judging in a video.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah um why are my it,
1: shoes so dirty
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it it's been uh it's been a, a long time getting here but i think the, the thing for me is it's not just a case of uh if if the video does well that's nice and if the video do, does badly then i don't care because i i had fun doing it sort of thing this is um i guess in a way it's a bit more serious than that um because it's you know it's it matters if it if it succeeds or not. Um, as in, you know, if it doesn't succeed, then we might not be doing anymore. And you know, I I got paid to do this, so it was, um, yeah, it was worrying uh, when it went up live because I, I wanted to I wanted it to do well. Um, whereas normally I'm, I'm not really that bothered. Whereas this one, it's yeah, it's got a bit more to it. Um, so yeah, that was that was today. Uh, the thing that I haven't been doing which I wanted to be doing all week, is getting in and working on the truck because the weather's been a bit bleh. Um, but I'd really like to get that done because uh, maybe not this year, but next year, um, you know, when the weather's good and it's a bit more summery, it'd be really nice to be able to get out and drive around in that thing, maybe go to a few shows and things like that, because um, yeah, that's kind of what, what you do in the summer, which segues beautifully into talking about seasons summer al what did you want to talk about you're muted you're still muted
1: I know I'm I deliberately muted myself at the disgust <laughs> at your segue um yeah off the back of that how can we not just seamlessly go into the topic
0: <laughs> right um,
1: <laughs> yeah just just thinking about those those, those kind of things that you, that that the that Come along with a mindset in the change of the seasons. So, yeah. um, and I'm not talking about like what coat I'm going to be wearing. Um, what coat
0: are you going to be wearing?
1: Uh, same coat I wear everywhere. Mostly <laughs> wearing. <laughs> I, I, do I have more than one coat? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes. So I, I just looking out the window at the fucking the garden that has just erupted over the past couple of weeks into blossom, and like Carlos is now like. Fully flowered, ready to start fucking hey. producing delicious chilies. Um, it's just that kind of mindset change of the seasons, and I know it's hard because we can't necessarily get out and doing the things that we really want to be doing. But I just like I specifically think differently at different times of the year. Um, I'm very much a a winter bunny. Yeah. Like if I was a fox, I'd be the one that changes color, like an Arctic fox, into the white of the snow because I fucking love it. I get my like powers from the snow um so for many years i've been underpowered in england because so you're, you're global warming really you're a <laughs> terrible superman i'm like the opposite of superman um <laughs> and it yeah uh, it, there's certainly like a mind a mind a mindset change yeah. through the seasons um a lot of it's about like you know how much daylight there is so like yeah. i was just saying like you know i'm up at four o'clock every morning mainly because of the Sunrise, and mm-hmm. um, and that's me. Like, right, what we're we doing? <laughs> yeah. When I'm at work, it's not like I can do because it's like, well, you got to go work in a bit, so there's not really anything you can start doing. Um, and it's just that that the it's like the the, the planet wants you to do some stuff. The planet wants you to um, think about barbecuing. Like last week, I got the the burgers out for the first time this year. Hey. So so you know, even my like my culinary habits change yeah. because of the the season uh what i build and what i make changes you know i was thinking like oh fuck now i need all these tools because it's barbecue season (laughs) so i'm like oh fuck! i need this i need that um so it it really drives kind of my creative process you know what 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 do you eat you eat completely different things so i cook completely different things in the winter um so i just think seasonality is a really interesting way to think about um what drives your ideas and what gets you going um Especially things like you know being outside, thinking about camping, barbecuing. She'll still shit you can do at home. You know, even if we're stuck at home at the moment, um, yeah. there's still stuff we can do, which is related to how fucking nice it is, or how miserable and wet it is. If you're Steve, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's
2: been fucking beautiful here, but mm-hmm. I'm not in France. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am excited for the longer hours too, because I yeah, big time. I'm obviously like I don't sleep much as it is. But there is something about, you know, when I used to live in Las Vegas, it's, it's a similar enough uh, geographical location that I know from seven o'clock in the morning till about, you know, peak summer, it's almost nine o'clock at night. There will be sunlight and working like it's motivating, right? Like the sun's still up. You're still up. You're still doing stuff. When the sun goes yeah. down, that's when that's when you stop for the day. Yeah. Well, my brain doesn't have a way of being like, no, no, no. It's you've been working for twelve hours, you should probably stop. It's like, no, I stop when I damn well please. And the sun just went down ten minutes ago. So that means I I got a load more time. And then suddenly it's four o'clock in the morning and you realize, like, oh God, why am I sitting in this casino? And who are <laughs> these people that I'm sitting next to? Um it's it's going to be nice you know because there's so much new stuff this will be the first summer that i've spent out in this area and i know it gets crazy hot but with everything uh that i have kind of planned ahead i'm i'm super excited and you know working on the cabin is it's going to be a task and it's going to take a while but because of the the location being Slightly secluded, but, you know, still having a few people around and really not all that disconnected from, you know, what what the Maker Ranch has got going on. I feel like I'm going to, I feel like it's going to be (laughs) a lot of really, really long days and nights just to either optimize the fact that the the daylight is available for as long as it is. Shooting is going to be easier because... You know, I don't have to have everything done by five or six o'clock, even even in the summers up in uh, when I was up in New York. You know, it's just it's far enough north where days aren't crazy long. They're longer. (laughs) But yeah, there is there is something really odd about knowing that the sun goes down around nine at peak summer. But even
1: stuff like that, like um, that, like totally dictates my
2: storytelling. So if like if I'm doing
1: videos, like majority of what I'm doing is like what I can get done after work yeah which for you know 8 months of the year in the uk is dark yeah <laughs> so like a lot of my storytelling is like nighttime or like you know to be able to get to be able to tell it have a different narrative and it be like you know morning or like summer or, or some sort of form of outdoors mm-hmm. um is re- is really hard to do and I've, I've never really like even considered it like until you just said then that that, that the the uh, the darkness and the daylight outside you know, I film in the shack. Yeah, for sure, I can control lighting in the shack, uh, orange MDF. But the anything outside, as soon as I open the door, it's like, oh
2: shit, it's blue and cold and dark and nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. this will also be the first. You know, this will be the first year since I started all this stuff where I mostly control schedule and also have like a dedicated workspace that has a door that opens to the outside <laughs> world right uh, it was almost like what you just said out like I could control the lighting you know being set up in Jimmy's shop was great because I had uh, some extra space that I could leak out into or he absolutely never had a problem with um, you know we'd be done for the day he'd go home to edit or, or continue working until 5 a.m and I would say at the workshop completely by myself like shut the doors. Control the lighting, turn something on, and then I could I could start working on a video. But then it was always a forty five minute drive back to my apartment at three or four o'clock in the morning. Which one of those nights I got pulled over by the cops because they were just like, "You're out late," and I was like, "I'm just getting home," and I was a, I was a total dick because I was really tired and I felt bad about the situation afterwards. The guy had <laughs> he did nothing wrong, but he just came at me, and I was tired. Um, but Knowing knowing that when I'm done and this is, this is an eventual thing, you know, I still have to work on the cabin and get a lot of things in place for it, but the idea that I could work in the shop until basically whenever I want and then walk 10 feet and pass out on a bed. <laughs> nice. That has not been a thing that I've been able yeah, to do yeah. before. It's save, you know, like being at yours, Al, mm-hmm. or, or Steve's in a sense, where it's yeah, like walking from the shack to your living room and then we all just kind of crash while watching the movie <laughs> was nice because it's like we were doing stuff all day but we really didn't have to travel far or plant logistics wise like oh i guess if i want coffee or a snack i have to stop what i'm doing and then go elsewhere or like take the time it was it was actually really nice when we had a few people over there it was like right uh al's making coffee and tea and snacks <laughs> for the next 30 minutes and we'll all just keep doing these other things and then uh back to work i guess they, yeah. all of those things are really exciting and that's not necessarily tied to the season but you know in a more ethereal sense it's like oh summer it's about you know like what spring no, it is kind about growth like, or rebirth or whatever what is summer summer is about what i, I kind of feel that it- it kind of is though, because like
1: if in the winter you kind of you shut up, you you lock down, you go and eat, and then it's kind of you, you you're getting yourself warm and cozy or whatever it is that you're doing to kind. Of, and it, it feels much more like in stages, whereas in in yeah. in, in the summer you're just I kind mean, of like, I'm going like to eat that. this on the go, I'm going to eat this outside, I'm going to eat, keep on going. You know, I don't need to switch mindsets as much. Everything seems to be a lot easier. Yeah, when the weather's more forgiving. Um, obviously I'm saying this from a British point of view (laughs) in other parts of the world hotness is probably the opposite of forgiving and probably larger the problem some people probably can't wait till winter (laughs) (laughs) because they get some um, some reprise from the fucking the, 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 the heat but yeah I think Brett that idea of like functionality so like you know having to eat having to have a snack having to have a drink I find so much easier when you can just keep going and it's like you're eating outside or it's fresco, or like you're like, you're not having to fucking keep all the doors locked, to keep all the heat in <laughs> <laughs> or, or change clothes. Like I've got to go and fucking get dressed up to go out into the shack. Cause it's freezing yeah. cold. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, I can, I can just walk freely from any building to any building and not have to think <laughs> about it. It's just take, it's so, it's so much, everything just seems so much easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, like even, uh, with, uh, Because with with what I do, um, I I love the summer, but it's also it's an incredibly busy time. Like i i don't I don't have the the free time to be able to go down to the workshop and just chill out and do that. Because like uh, I've spoken about the truck a few times recently, but half of the reason that that got left is because in the winter the garage leaks. uh, It's cold. It's wet. I don't feel safe putting electrics it on in there because there's water everywhere um and it's it, yeah so i end up not not using it but then in the summer when it's really nice and i'm actually able to uh go down there and open the door and have the door wide open and work away and not worry about getting freezing cold and things like that i'm i'm working um like all the time so it it becomes this this kind of annoying thing of like i love summer but I hate the fact that I can never get to enjoy it, which is kind of why at the moment I'm I'm not too bad because I'm actually getting to do some of the stuff that I would normally not have the time to be able to do. Um, I mean, with with the way that we've changed the workshop around, things are going to be, fingers crossed, a little bit more steady in terms of what we do um, and when we can do it. Because uh, when, when I first started working for Al, um, we could only do classes during the summer months because um half of the workshop was outside it was it was covered over but it was still exposed on three sides so we couldn't run classes uh in the winter um and also because part of the experience is camping outside and we you know we we cook and eat outside uh, as a group as well um and obviously you don't want to be doing that in the middle of um winter so it's we we are very very affected by the seasons and let's say in in the summer we do the festivals and everything else and it's just it's constant um and it made me laugh when uh uh brett was saying about yeah you know, how nice it is to be able to um work until whenever and then you stop you go 10 feet and crash and uh and i'm thinking like yeah in the in the summer i'll uh i'll you know get up at normally we get up about half seven eight o'clock uh, at the festivals we'll have um like we'll sit around and, and eat breakfast together then we'll go down to the work uh to where the forge is um we'll start light up and, and get the thing running by about half nine um and uh and then we'll just forge through until uh, seven eight o'clock at night depending on how late we're doing the demos sometimes we'll go on till um like nine ish a couple of festivals we've we've actually gone into the the night doing it as well um but then we finish uh like close up the the workshop and then the bar is literally like 10 feet away so it's just like oh we'll just go go start drinking and uh and we do that until two three four in the morning and then leave al because he's still drinking pints of wine and uh and we end up back at the uh the campsite and kind of go to bed and, and start all again the next day so even when i do get the days off it's generally like i'm really really tired and i need to sleep now and, and recover <laughs> but um but yeah it, it's, it's really nice and i think that uh there's the whole thing about the sun giving you energy and, and all of that and i think it, it is easier to keep going um during those uh those summer months but then autumn winter time for us is it's when we really have to make a push for production because we're, um, we're doing, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Christmas market stock. So we'll be in the workshop as many days of the week as we can possibly get in there. And, you know, rather than being out in the wide open world and making stock, but also kind of mucking around and having fun, like winter is when we really, kind of crack on with the the work but it's also when it's freezing cold so everyone always says oh yeah it must be great being that being a blacksmith in the winter because it's all nice and warm it, it is if you're <laughs> like stood right next to the amb- uh, right next to the forge and uh and then you move 10 feet away and it's fucking freezing because you're in a big <laughs> workshop surrounded by cold metal and um
1: and stone and floors it, and open air yeah
0: exactly and and it's this horrible thing of like you build up a sweat uh working because you're next to a forge and it's always going to be ridiculously hot and obviously you're working hard and then you take take a few steps and yeah you know, you're covered in sweat you're wet through and <laughs> it's fucking freezing so it's horrible
1: i mean but, there's a lot a lot of like a lot of my videos of me like heavy breathing into the fucking mic <laughs> <laughs> i i hadn't noticed how be him. Um, but it's even worse in the summer, where it's me fucking sniff. In the winter, where it's me like <laughs> sniffing, yeah. And I've, uh, the entire, I've like spent so much time editing out me fucking sniffing because yeah. I, you just don't think when you're like basically away making and there's a camera rolling. You yeah. kind of switch off. You not there's no dialogue and it's just kind of like you know background yeah. noises. And it's just so much of like <laughs> it's the sound of winter. It's just yeah. like the fucking the fan heater that I've got turned off because I'm recording. Yeah, so so, you know it's freezing (laughs) because I've got to turn the heater
2: off because it's fucking really loud. Yeah, you fucking if you start editing out literally every one of those, I'm gonna be so upset with you. (laughs) The (laughs) breathing spike, but the fucking you leave you leave one or two of those in as an Easter egg or something. Oh yeah, (laughs) like oh there was the snipple at 11 minutes. I am alive, but it's like the entire. Well, I. But you guys are right because I I have these. I have these moments come into my head of just being like, wow, it's going to be really warm out in the Mm -hmm. desert. Right. When I was in Las Vegas, I was working uh, effectively a desk job, right? I was doing video production, but we were inside in an air conditioned space for eight hours of the day. And if we weren't, we were probably going on night shoots, which it cools off quite a bit at night. And being that it was Vegas, Four, five, six o'clock in the morning was not unreasonable for us to, you know, continue working through or getting home at six o'clock after some dumb red carpet shoot with a B list celebrity. Like that was so typical. But when the winter kicked in, even in somewhere like Las Vegas, which it is a desert climate, it gets really fucking cold at night. Yes, it's manageable during the day, but even a place like that shuts down. Like it, Changes in a town full of, you know, gluttony and sin. Even the winter backs people off. Like the the city was, you know, there was a lot less people there. The energy levels didn't seem to continue. And the you know you could go into a casino at five o'clock in the morning, and there would still be people there because it's just gambling. But when the summer hits, it's like when the caffeine hits, right? Oh, you just People go crazy and like time goes out the window. It doesn't matter anymore because either it's warm long enough to where their bodies don't recognize the like. I guess it's time to shut down now because it's become cold. Well, no, (laughs) it's still 30 degrees Celsius outside at two o'clock in the morning. So it's it's just warm. My body is warm. I have very few clothes on. I might as well make the best of it.
0: Yeah. But, like, I don't think
2: up. I'm built for the I like I I love traveling to the winter. I love experiencing the winter, but being able to avoid it is also nice. Like <laughs> I I honestly I, I just hate working cold. Like I am less productive and I like being productive. And so what is what is the 1 to 1 ratio? Well, I'm not very productive when I'm freezing ass cold, okay? So <laughs> don't be that. Problem it's like there's different like
1: types of storytelling as well. Like Stevie's telling us about like the 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 Christmas market, and obviously like yeah. the, the bulk of your year is building up to that and prepping it. And that's where you get most of the shit done. But even just thinking about those like those nighttime moments of like around a fire and yeah. forging and barbecuing, you know, like it and that that autumn kind of mood, and, and then leading into winter and in the Christmas markets. That takes me to a very specific place. It takes me to like. Medieval England and meat <laughs> and metal <laughs> and fire and that that yeah. whole kind of the thing that surrounds it. Um, you know, for the past three years we've done the the zombie challenge. So, like for me, that that time of year, autumn, takes me to forging and building weapons and <laughs> the, you know the whole thing around the zombie apocalypse. I know it's like it sounds trivial, but you know it's just one dude's idea of something yeah. fun to do. But for me, that whole time of year is around thinking about things like that. Um, so even the, 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 the mediums and the tools that I'm using are kind of dictated by the time of the year, because I'm mm-hmm. thinking, right, now it's time to be making shit out of metal. Now it's time to be like, you know, forging and fire and, and yeah. that, going down that route. Um, I'm just wondering if there's like different things, you know, you're thinking, Brett, you, th- you know, you, 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 you're outside, you're, you're making things out of wood, you're building a shed, you know, is it, is it is different things that kind of fuel you? Depending on what time of year it is, in terms of I want to be making this, I want to be making that.
2: I think so. Yeah, I think so. And maybe not so much uh, before, but I, you know, I really want to keep pushing and and investing a lot of time and energy into building the channel out and, and producing some cool stuff and interesting videos. And, you know, the heat out here doesn't necessarily say like what material am I building with? It's more, I came out here a few times to visit. And now that I'm out here full on and have seen the landscape and the heat and the color of everything, it's like, yes, a Mad Max thing has to happen at some point because it just caters to like so much of the imagery out here caters to Mad Max road, warrior, fury road, whatever the hell it is. And then come wintertime, with with it being so sparse, it's not, it gets cold. It gets cold, relatively speaking, but it's not like it snows often out here. But my mind immediately goes, ah, oh, right, next time around when it's cold out here, what could I do uh, arms or armory-wise? Or, or, like, can I make a Castle Black cloak, you know, Jon Snow-style cloak? Just... Because I know I will still be able to work efficiently because it's not super, super cold. So it's like an optimal cold, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know if that's a good way of putting it. The worst transformer. I, <laughs> <there you go. laughs> I feel like I will be able to be more productive in general, but I'll be able to play the seasons and not get so deterred by, you know, at, at four o'clock in the afternoon, I I didn't want to work anymore because the sun had gone down and everything was depressing. You know, it was cold and shitty and I had a long drive home when I was up in New York. And I, I don't think the seasons will do anything but inspire either visuals or I'm kind of dodging, dodging the answer by saying like, (laughs) it's not materials that are speaking to me. It's the visuals. Right. And, and I think the visuals that key in with me We'll end up delegating what I'm what I'm building. Um, it's it's like it's like cooking. Like I would feel stupid making like a fucking stew in the middle yeah. of summer, right? Yes. Just because everything
1: is it, like the 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 ingredients are seasonal and they you know are harvested at this time of year. It's full of calories and it's hot because you want in you know that's what yeah. you, that's what your body needs right now. Like in the middle of summer, zero appetite. Like you know you you don't need as many calories to keep going. You don't try to keep warm. You know, heaven forbid, have a salad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like for me, uh, uh, it's funny you say about the food because that that's the big thing for me uh, about the season. That's that's the the changing thing because mm. like, apart from maybe January, February, like I'm my my workload doesn't really go down throughout the year. Like I'm, it, I think because with the the workshop, if the the shutter door isn't open, you and the lights are on. Then the forge, like the the light in the forge, doesn't change. So you're just constantly um, going. And the amount of times in the winter I've been in, I've I've walked into the workshop when the sun's not even risen, uh, worked all day. We've eaten by the fire uh, because it's fucking cold. So we don't want to go outside um, and carried on going until six o'clock at night. And then we go outside and it's still dark. And like, I don't see a, an ounce of, of sunshine all through the day. Um, but, and like I say, in, in the summer, it's the exact opposite. It's a case of, well, we get up super early because the sun's come up or we're at a festival and we're in a fucking van or whatever. And, you know, and we just work all day. And it's exactly the same thing, except I don't go home at the end of the day. I just go to the cider bar. Um, but the food is, is the big thing. Um, like this last couple of weeks, I've been able to go around and I've been able to do a bit of foraging and grab some um, Some yummy bits that are, that are growing in the hedges and stuff like that. Wild um, garlic Wild garlic, uh, Jack by the hedge. Jack by the hedge. Really really nice. It looks like a stinging nettle That's not as Angry. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, and it's it's also called uh, garlic Fucking uh, Mustard Cal- garlic. Mustard? I think? Yeah, 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 garlic mustard. Mustard, yeah. Um, yeah really really nice uh, put a little bit in your burger yum, 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 yum. <laughs> um, and like uh, next week at some point we'll be going out and we'll be collecting a load of uh, elderflower so that we can do some elderflower cordial for through the nice. summer and make, make like nice cocktails and stuff like that um, and, and yeah for me like it's especially with I know we're blacksmiths but we work so closely with the catering industry that mm-hmm. food has a huge role in what season it is And for me, it's the food affects it more than the uh, like the. And I know the food is produced because of the weather, but (laughs) I associate uh, um, summer and winter as much with the foods that I'm going to be eating as I do with the weather. I mean, Um, I was I was
1: was literally thinking about that today with you in mind, Steve, because of the sort of the the calorie count that's needed to be a smith. hmm. You know, like the joke about kind of like you know eating at Steve's or eating like a blacksmith. And it's just like, you know, a whole pan of sausages to start the day off and like a million <laughs> eggs and all this stuff. It's like, well, you need it. Cause you, you, yeah. you strike in the metal so many times a day. And you, you know, it's, it's a lot of physical work. Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking about the, the current state of sociopolitical affairs and the apocalypse. And I was trying to work out, um, how many calories you'd get from a human body. So how many, like how long you could survive off eating another person. Yeah. Um, Roughly one hundred twenty thousand, in case you're interested. So you, you could you could probably, if you were to freeze it, you could maybe get by for a couple of months, one person. Yeah. Or if you're feeding a family, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. but just thinking about how many calories you needed for for that day's work. Obviously, in the winter, it's going to be fucking a lot more. Um, but just but just thinking specifically about you and smithing as a kind of a making hobby, it's like you need so much more food. Yeah. Simply yeah. just to do what you're doing, otherwise, you'd be fucked.
0: Yeah. Mm. And it's... Oh, go on, Steve. No, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, you, you put your hand up and went, and then your uh, feet. I put froze. my hand up five <laughs> minutes
2: ago, but you guys keep talking.
1: So just oh, go, yeah. you, you, your internet's all choppy, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like, even just. Uh, at the moment, because I'm so used to eating, so I've put on so much fucking weight. I know everyone's put on <laughs> a bit of weight in, during quarantine, but I've put on loads because I'm used to being active all day, every day. And at the moment yeah. I'm I'm not. Um, and even when I was working in IT, you know, I was I was going to the gym often enough that I was counteracting a lot of it. Um, but like me and Jazz will have lunch, and she'll put like a a her size portion on a plate, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna have that and then I'm gonna put twice as much of that and then some more of that and then a bit of this. I'm like right. Okay. She's like, how the fuck can you eat that much? Because like, I I use a lot of energy. I am a growing boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bigger boy. No, but, here's
2: um, here's the funny thing: is Steve was talking when he first started talking about food and Al the, the warm stews in the winter and everything like that. I get all that, but I genuinely have a thing about food. Like I like hot food all year round. I like my food to be temperature (laughs) hot, but I will drink cold liquids. I love cold liquids. Ice, ice in water is the best ice. (laughs) Nice, Steve. Ice water is fantastic to have with whatever my extremely temperature hot meal is. And I put spicy sauce on everything because Uh I love it. All year round, like I will have chili, you know, a chili dog in the middle of summer is not atypical, but just a bowl of hot chili. Yeah. I'll have that all year round. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, the fact that some people really do adhere to like the seasonal, like it's summer and I want cold. I'm just going to eat watermelon like, sorbet. <laughs> I don't want to eat watermelon all day. Like Nobody I want does. some hot. I want some substantial and i that, think i've been actually for so many this, years like... of my life for so many years of my life it's like why are we having cold stuff all the time I'm <laughs> this so isn't sick. a meal
0: it's not a meal unless it's hot <laughs> yeah.
2: but see that's the thing it's
0: like I, I quite happily uh uh in the summer um my lunch is generally cold because it's just quicker easier num, 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 um like when we're at the workshop uh in the winter it's um it's normally soups and stuff that we can heat up, or or chilies and, and things like that to give us a bit of warmth. um but, about
2: food that we like now, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> fine. But even in the summer, I still want a hot meal in the evening. Like I, I yeah, I I am kind of with you on that. Like most most food should be hot. Like gazpacho soup. Surely that's just uh, I forgot to it's warm it up. Here so Have some it's the tomato soup. Just bad. <laughs> But um yeah, it's just
2: such an Odd thing. <laughs> hey,
1: welcome to Food I'm, Talk. I'm, we well, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's an English thing, Steve. That that whole like lunch should be lunch should be ambient. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's like you've packed up in a fucking lunchbox, yeah, so we, we all have to eat
2: our uh, anything in the middle of the day. I can't be warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember waking up or pff, waking up growing up. Wake me up. Um. Growing up, it would be you know, summertime, that an like, of course, it was so. It would be like cold sides and maybe like a burger that's whatever the temperature it is outside because they've been sat for too long because no one knew how to barbecue when I was growing up. Um, and it would everything would be cold, it'd be like coleslaw, which was terrible because it was oh, just like coleslaw. yeah, yeah. coleslaw. And then the dessert was watermelon or like a fruit <laughs> mix of some sort. Like, I want a warm apple pie. I want it to be hot when I eat it. It's going to be great. Like, Al, I sent you the message yesterday because I made my grandpa's breakfast oh. and biscuits and gravy even though Al doesn't think it's gravy and it's tells gravy. me it looks like cat sick all the time, and bacon it. and eggs, and it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> and then I worked for eight hours, and it was glorious. And it's ninety degrees already outside, you know, <laughs> whatever that is in uh, the rest of the world temperature. But man. I
0: got have warm food start the day. The I think the thing for me is it's not even about the the food. My biggest problem with uh working when it's cold is I never have enough liquids because in the summer if it's hot I will have a pint of or I'll have a bottle of water and I will drink that and refill it and drink it and refill it constantly. But in the winter I I don't tend to drink it as much. I I you know I drink more tea, but I still don't drink anywhere near as much, so I get dehydrated a lot quicker um, and that's what slows me down more than anything else is uh, is not being hydrated enough and um, like i I can work on an empty stomach, but I can't work dehydrated because being hydrated is spiffing Ooh, straight into it yeah. Uh, have you got an order? Yeah, it's bizarre. bizarre.
1: Oh, no, it's actually, it's Baz, because I was oh, watching right. a lot of uh, Baz Root and UFC fights.
2: Oh, Baz. nice. Wow. How old uh, are those now? Yeah,
1: means... it was a bass from, from the past.
2: Yeah. Uh, Brett, your first, then. Oh, we're just going straight into it, Steve, with... <laughs> <laughs> Every week, all right, whatever. You know, yeah, I'm first, so I am going to blast this one through. It's Luke Smith from Smitty Workshop. oh god, Smitty Woodshop. Sorry, um, Luke recently put up a knife that he made, and as far as I know, it's like the first, maybe, finished knife that he's done. He's been working on a bunch of stuff because that he and Priscilla have been putting together workshop and getting the forge situation sussed out. Uh, He put up a, I'm not much of a knife guy admittedly. And I've even talked to him about this and I was like, yo, not the craziest knife fan, but what he did was this skeleton ribbed handle, something Mm -hmm. other. And I, I genuinely liked seeing something just unique and you know, the blade section of it is great. But it's this this idea of just like, I wanted to make a knife, so I made the craziest knife, or whatever came into my head, something that was just totally out of left field. And I I like seeing new approaches to things, and I'm so invigorated by somebody that will just go, well, fuck it, it's what I wanted to make. Yeah. Like, not adhering to any kind of standards, because there are a lot of knife makers that we are not only friends with, but I just feel like I keep seeing more pop up. and owner has just burnt me out on knives. I'm just over it. Every video of his just needs to be Rico. He can quit <laughs> making knives. Um, no, honestly, I, It's it's been, we had a nice little conversation about it, and it's really nice to see, and knowing that you know, I, I was there at the inception of him getting the blacksmithing. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, and just to kind of double spiff it, the fact that Luke and Priscilla have started the May for Makers. If you're not following either the hashtag or P. L. Smith, S. M. I. T. H. Uh, e. D. There's a load of people doing May for Makers where they've they've designated like a topic for each day, and you can do posts or be inspired by them or use it to you know kind of spark your creativity. I think Luke is doing great stuff. I think he and Priscilla are also doing great things. But Steve already spiffed them, I think, a couple of weeks back. So this one's just Luke. And Priscilla, also, you can just know that you're neat. And you guys are doing good stuff.
0: There you go. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the, the knife is really, really nice. It's a second one. Um, but, yeah, like the, 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 the final outcome of it was really, really good
2: it just looks uh, nice. <laughs> like that makes no sense and i love it <laughs>
0: um
1: al you are next yes uh, i'm going for a respiff but it's kind of not a respiff it's more of a rebrand if that makes mm. sense mm-hmm. um way way back um and it it took me back as well because it was somebody who kind of got me into the whole making thing mm. there was like I think the one of the very first maker videos I watched was Jimmy, and I didn't even realise it was a maker video. I was just <laughs> I was researching for work that like handcrafted wooden tools or something. I think it was Jimmy like sawing a spoon. Um <laughs> and I had no concept of the maker community or anything, and I was just looking for footage for work. Um and I got that got me hooked on Jimmy, and then one of the next channels I found was a channel called Ben Heck and the Ben Heck Show. Oh yeah. Um which is like a super nerdy dude making like um, he's famous for like uh, making like portable N64s or portable PlayStation or portable Xbox. And um, whenever any like new console comes out, he used to like make a portable version or strip it down or whatever. Um, And then he he also um, makes like um, accessible controllers. So he'd make like a one-handed Xbox controller for people who are limb different. So yeah. it he would like put all the buttons on one side of the controller and then put the 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 second analog stick on the bottom and you can basically like yeah use it on a table or on your leg. Um and that's kind of how we got into electronics. Um and I love this show. I loved everything about the Ben Heck show. It was fucking funny it was nerdy he made amazing projects there was always shitloads of like movie really obscure movie references in there yeah. and he would just like giggle to himself and just do like <laughs> weird quotes from like um, Passenger 57 or just like it was just um, like the pinnacle of channels mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the problem was he got so kind of wound up in his sponsors and the show became basically on a channel um, and it wasn't his channel The sh- like his show was on another channel and it yeah. was a really weird relationship. And then you could see them slowly starting to dictate what he was doing and dictate the content. Um, yeah. And then the show was even still called the Ben Heck Show when he wasn't even on it. And yeah. now Maya, the German guy um, who, who we've met, he's been at like make a fair and make a central and stuff. Uh, is it Maya makes or something? I can't remember the name. Um, he's now actually the host of the show, <laughs> which is weird. Um, but it's not the Ben Heck show anymore. But anyway, Ben has now gone back to his roots. He's now got a channel called Ben Heck Hacks, yep. which is even more appropriate because it's me. Um, and he's just doing what Ben does best. And it's really low budget, really low-fi. It's just yeah. him and like a few guests now and then. And he's just back to his old school days of ripping shit down, soldering it, bodging stuff, and coming up with like tacky, funny movie quotes. <laughs> um, and you can tell it's not the big-budget, you know, studio lighting, boy band eye rings, and like the whole fucking like scripted shit anymore. It's yeah. just him. Uh, he's, he he had like the um the amazing Nintendo PlayStation prototype, which is like uh, the the does it Sega Sega, Sega PlayStation? Pluto? Yeah, no, the Sega Pluto is his latest one. But like before the PlayStation, I'm sure it was like a, a joint build between Nintendo and Sony. Anyway, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the one you mean,
1: but yeah, Ben Heck has gone back to his roots, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, uh, the channel's called Ben Heck Hacks, I love it. And then they've got a whole new channel to watch now. Uh,
0: also, he, um, I didn't realize, but he has a podcast, yes, which is good. Have you listened to it?
1: Yes, no, but it's, it's one of those where it's like hard to get hold of, whether um, it's like to, either too tight to pay for the yeah. hosting or. Yeah. Again, it could be that it's like legacy um, rights, and maybe the other company own some of the episodes, and these It got a bit weird. Yeah, so there's like there's no continuity with the show.
0: Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, because uh, it, it's I, I was just looking at its website, and it's all on there. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, a no, good chat, shout, and that's a very, I think that's that's a worthwhile re-spiff because that was that's that's an old school spiff that was. Like oh, was early doors, yeah, was very early doors. Yes, yeah, um, so it's
1: Maya Ma- Ma- makes or Meyer makes called uh, Clemens Meyer, the German dude. He's he, we, we know who he is, but basically, yeah. he's like the he's the host now of the channel on Element 14, which used to be the big yeah. <laughs> show.
0: Awesome. Um, cool, yeah, good show. Uh, have you guys got any other business?
1: Yeah, uh, John D. Harvey's uh hat and scarf combo.
0: Just just that, that's it, yeah, okay, cool. it, it yeah. needs
1: to be like a, a an oil painting,
0: yeah, yes, yes, it does um, cool, uh but anything from you uh you're muted, so I didn't get that. um,
2: no, not from me, just stay up, stay healthy, cool, uh, I just want
0: to
1: get and it eat quick. warm eat warm food,
2: eat yeah.
0: warm food. Um, I just want to give a, a quick little uh, bit of attention to Ellen from Crafts with Ellen. It was her first uh, School of Fools um, class this week. Uh, she's doing a, like a knitting um, uh, for absolute beginners class. And she did the thing that Heidi did, which I really, really liked, um, which was she actually explained some of the science and theory behind it before being like this is how you do a stitch, and this is how you do a thing, <laughs> um, and yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, very much enjoyed it, and the projects start properly uh, from next week. So they go, they go out on a Sunday. The sorry, the the class is on a Sunday. So if you want to sign up for next week's, there is still time, uh, and you can. Um, uh, the this week's class will be up on. YouTube within the next few hours, uh, so you can find all the information about that in the group nice. uh, if you want to find us as a group, you can, uh, no as individuals even, yeah you can find me at Moonshare Metalworks, you can find Brett at Skull and 13, and you can find Al at Al's Hack shack.
1: Al's Whack Shack!
0: Full that. Metal Alcummel sounds so so very good. You don't know what i do in there I have Yeah exactly don't you judge me. I, I don't i don't want to know what you're doing there uh that's not if you, to, sniffing. <laughs> if you want to find us as a collective uh foolswithtools.com for that uh at forthwithools no FDBT podcast on instagram uh, and the facebook group so go do that uh right that's it we love you all we'll see you soon And bye! Bye!